Hello and welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast features interviews and discussions on all issues relating to quality early learning and care with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. I'm Maura Corbett and I work with Early Childhood Ireland. You're most welcome to this series where we're discussing and exploring aspects of STEM or even STEAM how we enable and support children to fun and learn across the areas of science, technology, engineering and maths. My guest for this episode of the series is Eilish Balf. Eilish is the manager of Happy Days, which is based in the community centre in Rototh in County Meath. Eilish completed her BA degree, her level eight in Carlo IT. She's worked in the sector for 14 years now and she's starting her master's in September 2022. Her aim in her early years work is to support children holistically to lay the groundwork for a lifetime of children loving education. Welcome, Eilish. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. That's a lovely, that's a lovely aim to have to support children for a lifetime of of children loving education. And uh, I suppose a a kind of mission statement like that, it ties in very nicely to the area of STEM that we'll be talking about later, that whole holistic area that um, it, it all kind of fits in very well. So before we get into the area of STEM, Eilish, maybe uh, would you tell us a bit about your setting? Yeah, my setting is in a community centre. Um, so we are a part-time sessional service. We have 44 um, children and families in our service and um, we use all different uh, curriculum approaches. We use um, a little bit of Montessori, a little bit of play, a little bit of Reggio. It's all thrown in there and we're very much focused on the community side of um of the curriculum as well we go down to the nursing home we go out with tidy towns so we try to have um our children involved with the community as much as possible yeah and clearly the community responds to to that through you know even things like the tidy towns and and nursing yeah. home which is lovely to see the community yeah. responding yeah. to those kind of overtures isn't yeah. it yeah um, yeah because it's so important we know you know we know that from shielda so so uh, getting on to STEM, um, technology, I suppose, the technology aspect of STEM is the area that maybe with very young children we're the most cautious about. We have maybe some fears about screen time and that type of thing. Um, Pre-COVID, because I know COVID has had a big impact on your yeah. on your story. Um, yeah. So tell us where you stood, if you like, about using technology with young children before so, COVID hit. So pre-COVID, up to the 10th of March 2020, let's say, um, the I no, no technology. Do you know what I mean? I felt they got too much of it at home, um, too much screen time. It wasn't helping anybody, you know, speech was being delayed because of the screen time. And that's how I felt about it. And you know, there was no way I was going to have it in the service. Um, and then obviously the pandemic happened. And, um, you know, technology became a huge part of everybody's life during the pandemic. We were all Zooming and we were all FaceTiming, you know, um, our earlier service were Zooming to children at home and schools were Zooming to, um, you know, their their primary and secondary curriculum into houses as well. Businesses were using Zoom. So, you know, as an earlier service and, you know, working in early childhood as well, you always have to reflect, don't you? And, um, you know, we are a reflective practice. So we 
when we went back in September 2020, we kind of had to sit down and look at everything because Zoom became a big part of us as well. As I mentioned, you know, the nursing home, we couldn't go down to the nursing home anymore. So we were Zooming in um, to the nursing home. So then we had to decide, you know, was technology actually bad um, or was it, you know, how did we see technology? And when you say technology to people, they think of iPads and computers where te technology is much more than that, you know. So we did a little bit of investigation um, and um, we literally sat down with the parents and we said, you know, we're thinking of bringing in technology because um, we have to look at technology is all around us. Um, you probably we had, had to take that sit down over Zoom, had you? Oh, we no, we, we actually had some of them in. So we've a massive, okay. Um, okay. yeah, we we had a, we've a massive theatre, so we were able to get some of them in, and we we're able to get the buy-in for for them. And um, we were like, you know, we have to teach our children mindful usage. You know, we have to teach our children about digital literacy because the world has changed, and um, our children have changed too. So we got the buy-in from the parents. <laughs> we did a policy statement and we did a vision statement. And our vision statement was written by both ourselves and our parents. OK, so the vision statement contained it, what we wanted to achieve, the aspects, the ambition and then the reflection. So um, that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. And prior to having the discussion with the parents, how did you I mean, did staff have mixed feelings uh, about um, um such a you know such a big shift um not really actually do you know what I mean because um technology was all around us at that stage okay and so we had to get the buy-in of um of like did we like using it and was it going to be appropriate to bring it into the earlier service you know um so this this was in September 2020 when we came back. As I said, we didn't jump a load of technology in. It wasn't until around March 2021 when we had this, the next lockdown and we came back that we started this slowly, slowly approach with the children. And the first thing that we introduced was the camera. OK, so we already had the iPads in the service. So the first thing we introduced was was the iPad. So when they built a lovely Lego um, creation or did pegs or jigsaws and then you always go okay it's tidy away time now and they hate tidying it away so we got them to take a picture of what they were working on okay then we 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 had it set up on the ipad that they could press a button about three buttons and it would email it into my office so the big computer as they were calling it okay and then they would go into the big computer and they would print out the picture that they had emailed in into into the the even bigger um printer that's down in reception so to even walk down to reception to pick up their work so then they would stick that picture into their journal and i would record what they would say about it so they were now being a leader of their own learning from start to finish you know and a teacher was always there to guide that inter interaction with them and to guide that choice that they wanted to do as well um so uh, so you know so that was really the first step, you know, and then this, the second step was when we were investigating things like we were they had a lovely rapport with kind of Michael D last year because he was 80 years old and they had sent him a birthday card and he wrote back to them. And we were able to go on YouTube and look at the Oris 
where I wouldn't have done that before, you know. Um, you know, and then we adopted, there was a huge drive in the zoo. I don't know if you remember around the pandemic and you could do- adopt a, um, an animal and we adopted an orangutan. So we used to go on YouTube and watch them feeding the animals um, at the, the feeding time. So technology started to become a huge part of our learning journey within the service. Um, and we, we were reflecting on it and watching it the whole time. And we always said, if it was ever taking away from our normal curriculum, we would immediately remove it. But it, it wasn't. It was becoming that add-on that was just brilliant for the children. So while they're investigating, like the likes of uh, Michael G. Higgins, um, they can have YouTube, but they can also have print media. But as I said, it's always guided by an adult. They're never allowed to do it on their own. And it's they're always there with a, a couple of their peers as well. Um, so it's not like just mindful usage on a on a, a YouTube channel that they're just watching. There's always something there to direct that learning with their peers and with an adult as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, did you keep in touch with parents through this kind of trialing process then? We, because it was fantastic to have that buy in from them at the start. Yeah. And a great example of the kind of parental involvement that I know yeah. you're, you're very anxious to um, yeah. include yeah. all the time. So yeah. how did parents stay involved at that they, stage? Well, we, we have a WhatsApp group. So we I would send out uh, things that we were doing on that. And when um, when Michael D went into Joe Biden, um, one of the little boys went home on YouTube and was looking up Joe Biden. And we were learning about Air Force One and came back in and said, oh, I saw his helicopter. His helicopter is Marine One. And I didn't even know that. So I was going, oh, my God, this is amazing, you know. So it was it was feeding into home as well. And they could see that it wasn't just mindful usage for the children anymore. They were now trying to look up more educational stuff on YouTube as well. So it was really good. It was a really good experience. Yeah. And that bit of, you know, I I, I always loved that bit of, you know, and the children told me, and I didn't even know that yeah. myself, because that really is what education is, is it, yeah. you know, it's kind of sharing your 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 learning and it isn't... Yeah. Um, and should never be a, a, a one way yeah. street. Yeah. So I know when we had when we had our chat before the um, before this podcast, uh, you mentioned about the um, is it a digital uh, microscope and yes. some of the yes. things you've done with that sounded yeah. amazing. So we we put a lot of things now on the shelves. So um, you know we've a digital. Um, uh, weighing scales for maths you know and we have a digital microscope so we had the normal microscope and then we got a digital microscope and the digital microscope is fantastic so you have to download the app okay so they have to use the ipad as well as the digital microscope and they were like just the other day they were looking at their cuts so there's a tiny wee cut on their hand and they're putting the digital microscope on it and it looks it looks actually really infected on their hand, you know. And they were like, "Oh my god!" But you can take pictures of it as well. So of course, the picture was taken, got into the big computer, printed out, and like I, they they all went home with big pictures of their cuts and bruises the other day. So that's fantastic. And we were out in the garden, and they're looking at bugs and they're looking at leaves, so they can see everything. So it's bringing in that kind of science part to the technology as well, you know. And um, so the leaves that we were looking at looked like it was totally brown but when we put the digital microscope on the leaf you could still see the green within it 
So they were fascinated by this as well. They're fascinated at looking at the germs on their fingers too. So like they're like, oh, don't I don't want to wash my hands. I want to look at the germs on my fingers. So um, so that's been really good. So everything that we've introduced has been amazing. You know, as I said, with the camera work as well, you know, there's there's the pictures I take of the children, they're very rigid. You'd know I've taken them. We now have a job board and on the job board is camera. And when the child takes the pictures and I look through the pictures at the end of the day, they're completely different. They're relaxed with their peers. And then you see pictures of yourself with the children. And there was one particular picture that was taken um, when I was around the tough tray with the children one day. And they were just looking at me like in awe. You know, you could see the love in their eyes. And I've never seen that before. And it was just amazing to see that, that, you know, that's the way they look at you when you're in the class, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, like, you know, it, everything that we've in, involved them in, where it's the camera or the digital microscope, it has a very positive effect on their well-being and how, as I said, mentioned before, they're leaders of their own learning. As somebody who is big into photography, I absolutely love to see children with, with cameras. When we were doing the Universal Design Guidelines, yeah. that was part of how we involve children. And when you look through the guidelines, you'll see there's yeah. a montage of photos throughout yeah. that the children um, that the children took. And um, even my own daughter's goddaughter, and I've done a, a blog about it. She has a, a camera that lives at my house. Yeah. And uh, the minute she arrives, she she's four. Yeah. And uh, the minute she arrives, she's looking for um, her camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's a lovely way for them to document and identify yeah. and give us an insight into, you know, what matters to them. Yeah. And that yeah. idea that they don't even pose for each other. Yeah. In the way yeah. that they they pose, pose for, for is, adults. Yeah. You know, it's just very. Yeah. Very yeah. telling. Yeah. So, so we, we. Yeah. No, go on. We've moved on to underwater cameras now and green screen with the cameras. Oh, wow. So <laughs> we're flying with it. OK, absolutely flying. So <laughs> yeah. in the middle of all that positivity, are there risks? How do you, you know, any potential risks? What, you know, what kind of risk assessment have you yeah. done the, and continue to do through this? The risk assessment is that to make sure that, you know, they're not just going for the iPad all the time. They're, the print media is there, you know, so we 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 always put it with the print media, you know. Um, and I suppose the risks is as well is that like, you know, the likes of the digital microscope that cost 180 euro. We also have this rugged robot. So it's a car that goes outside and that was nearly 200 euro. And we have this little um uh, mouse called the Earl. So they program the Earl and we have a mat. A, a, an ABC mat so they programmed the Earl to spell out their name again very expensive okay so I suppose the risk assessment is around how expensive the items are and you know you obviously don't want them breaking so that's why again an adult there guiding it um, has to be there or you have your like I have a lot of children on a third year now and they're kind of older and more responsible. So they're showing the younger children now what to do. It's peer learning again, which is brilliant. So that's really all the risk but that I have that I have to say at the moment. Um, we're still very new into this, um, but it's working very well for us. Um, but still, you know, the children will always take the print media and then go for the iPad. So hopefully that will continue that they work alongside each other with the two of them. Yeah. 
they can that they use the the all the media together all the media they don't together become yeah. completely yeah. uh tech oriented so yeah. um i suppose if you had words of advice for somebody who's kind of saying you know i'd like to dip my toe into the water would it be that discussion with staff followed by a discussion with parents is that what you'd encourage to yeah Absolutely. Help to identify fears and strengths yeah. and positives from yeah. it. Yeah, you have to get the parents on board. Do you know what I mean? We couldn't just go, this is what we're doing. Where I had, like, I some of my parents are in my setting for years. And, like, they knew me for years going, oh, no, no, technology's bad, bad. So I had to do a total 360 and go, actually, I've decided, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's the buy-in from the parents. It's the buy-in from staff. Um, and then... You know, and as I said, you know, we've been introducing it very, very, very slowly over the last year. Um, and again, that's the way I would introduce it very slowly, very gradually. Um, and, uh, you know, don't throw everything in on top of them at the one time. Uh, you know, when we did the camera and we were constantly reflecting on um, we, we, we floor books and everything. So we constantly get out and reflect was it working? Was it not working? What was the positive? What was the negative? Should we go forward with this? You know, and as I said before, like, what's the ambition of this? What do we want to achieve at the end of this? You know, and just constantly reflect on that and see how it's going for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think COVID was a huge catalyst for all of us that, yeah. you know, that people who were very wary of zoom technology or kind of whatsapp group calls or whatever had to become kind of more adept and confident with them during during covid and yeah i think there's probably that bit that you know we well i'm a lot older than you would you know see technology as something new whereas young children are just born into it and they're born you know you see the thing where they take a phone into their hand and they, you know, they it's just open. know to swipe they, because <laughs> yeah. that's just, they're just yeah. born knowing that. Yeah, yeah. So Eilish, uh, thanks so much for all those those great ideas. I think, you know, sharing that story about the 360 that you, that you did yeah. and, you know, how you kind of felt technology was, there was plenty of it at home to embracing it as an everyday day tool. And yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us can identify with that kind of fear of screen time and, I think your your thoughts will enable educators to start to think about distinguishing between yeah. passive screen time, which I think we all, particularly with yeah. the under twos, is you know can be very harmful and lacking in interaction. Yeah. But the positive use of technology to enhance and support yeah. children's learning, I think it, that's you know yeah, it's really it's so it's, it's it's so much more than screen time. Like as I said as well, we're like we're huge in the community. So when we were out one day. Um, doing tidy towns they noticed that the lights were broken so they emailed me county council you know so that's an email they have to send it to, to to go in and for four days we went out to see where those lights fixed and they weren't you know and then one morning a half seven I got a text message from a member of the community who had texted me took a picture of the lights so it was dark because it was winter time and said thank you to the children the lights are now fixed so again, there were active citizens in their community by using technology to email in that to Meath County Council. I'd say Meath County Council are sick of them now at this stage, <laughs> the amount of emails they send in. But they felt so proud of themselves when that um, when that text message came through from a member mm-hmm. of the community thanking them. So again, we have to look at how we use technology 
And what is technology? It's not just screen time. As I said, we use digital microscopes. We use digital um, weighing scales for maths. We use green screens. And on the green screen, we have um, the weather on it. So they're doing the weather, um, which was, you know, circle time. But it's bringing in maths as well because they are, you know, saying, oh, it's Rathos and it's 11 degrees, you know. Um, so it's just how we, we have to change our mindset on it because technology is here to stay. And we have to make our youngest citizens digital uh, literate as well. Yeah, you're you're so right. And I think, you know, that example of emailing the council uh, is really setting them up as, um, you know, as our youngest (laughs) citizens, not future (laughs) citizens, because sometimes you hear people equating voting with citizenship. They're not they're not future citizens. They are. Yeah, 100 future voters. Yeah. Um, and the more included and involved they are at this stage of their lives, the more likely they are to be active citizens as yeah. they grow older. So that's a beautiful story to end on, Eilish. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please do tell your friends and colleagues and remember to tune in for the next episode.